Hey everyone, this is Eric with Nutrition by Eric. I hope you're doing well wherever you are. And uh, today I have another uh, episode on um, the power of healing and how to go about improving your health. Specifically, we'll focus today. I will. I will. I will hone in specifically on sinuses and nasal uh, remedies. As a disclaimer, I'm a health coach, but I'm not a doctor. So, if anything major is going on, you really. Um, by law, I must tell you to see a certified professional. Okay, so it's out of the way. Um, I I don't know if any of you or any of your friends or family members have had any sinus issues. They can be a real pain. I mean, they're just you know some things affect us in life just so in so um, they're kind of in your face, literally. No pun intended. Right on your face, maybe because it's your nose. But a lot of it is uh, like if you have every time you breathe, you might have a pain. I've had pain in my lungs and my nose. Every time I breathe, literally for a while, unless I get distracted or fall asleep, and it's not a lot of fun at all. It's no fun. So what I wanted to suggest, um, I've made some progress with a pretty serious sinus issue, and I wanted to share some of the things that may help you or someone you know um, with it too. And what is a sinus issue, first of all? So if, if you know your sinuses, if you look on an uh, anatomy book or an anatomy photo, the sinuses obviously go up through your nostrils and they kind of go around to the other side. And some of it goes through the back of your head. Even I don't know exactly, but you know it goes from one side to the other. And it's kind of um, like a river that kind of goes a little bit one way and then it curves around the other way. And uh, there's probably a lot, a lot to it, a lot more to it than we can even imagine. And since, of course, it is, um, it's actually aligning the, the nose and the throat, they all go down, all the way down into through your esophagus and into your uh, abdominal area, and they go all the way out the other end through your butt, for <laughs> lack of a better word for, to be polite about it, anus technically. But, so they're all kind of one to the other. Now, as it's lined um, on the nostril and the... Um, in the mouth side, there's, of course, mucus. Mucus is uh, helpful in some ways where it can catch debris and smog and dust and, and kind of get, like, stuck in there. Um, helps to, you know, it's like oil for a car. It helps to lubricate. And, unfortunately, bad things can, can kind of burrow themselves in there, and they can stay in there, and that's really the trouble a lot of us run into have sinus issues or have had sinus issues. And what I found was really interesting to me. I've tried so many things because, as, as you may know, I really like, you know, um, herbs and anything natural. So I thought I kept trying the right, the right herbs. And in general, the approach was to just keep trying stuff. I tried this herb and that herb, and maybe it's one at a time. Maybe it's two together. Maybe it's drinking ginger tea all day. I was trying a lot of water, and I, then a neti pot, a neti pot, N-E-T-I, and like Nancy, is a, a comes from India. Um, I get it, um, looks like a tea-like pot, or maybe the pot you'd think when you want to rub for a genie, if you ever see Aladdin and the magic lamp. But the genie does not come out. <laughs> what you put in, you put in warm, uh, uh, filtered water, or some kind of purified water, whether it's uh, distilled or boiled or filtered and boiled. 
you put warm water in it with some salt or other things like baking soda or baking soda and salt or some oil sometimes you can experiment and you basically put it in one nostril lean your head and uh, things go right it will pass through the nasal passageways and come out the other side and as it does so it cleans out the salt water whatever mixture will go through and kind of flush out and irrigate a lot of the stuff that's hanging out in that area so uh, I was trying that I was like wow what's going on it's taken a long time because I've had it for a while I had it like literally over for a couple years so I just uh, I tried that so that's one thing you can do but then I learned a biofilm now a lot of times a lot of the stuff that we deal with is microscopic right it's uh, in general, it's called microbes or microorganisms. And Hulda Clark is a, a very smart woman. She wrote a book about healing, and I think it's called The Cure for All Diseases. A very bold title, <laughs> Cure for Cancer, The Cure for All Diseases. I think she has books by both of those names. It's both, basically, most of the problems we deal with, well, she said all. I don't, I don't believe it's all, but most of the problems are one of four things. It's either um, a microscopic uh, bacteria, fungus, um, a worm, and I think the fourth is virus, I forget, or pathogen. Basically, these are little things that are alive, and they're a little different. You know, worms, you can imagine, is a long, the shape of the worm is a worm, and where bacteria are more like rounded, and they have different, there's a little differentiation. I don't get so caught up in the differentiations, because they're all really small stuff that we don't want, and they, and they, and they live parasitically, you know, you've heard probably some of them, like roundworms are usually from animals, and tapeworms can get in our intestines, and they just live off of us. And, you know, they're hard to show up. I was wondering, well, how come we don't see them, on a, uh, you know, in most, in most um, tests? Like, maybe you can get a test from a allopathic doctor for, for a parasite, but a lot of this stuff you don't because I figured, mm, maybe this don't show up on an x-ray because they're so small and they don't do the types of tests that maybe a functional medicine doctor does or the appropriate tests that you can find particular so uh, technology comes comes to the rescue for there and there's other technology that can uh, send frequencies through the body because all these things have frequencies and when you find uh, when you send the frequency that corresponds to the frequency of that bacteria or parasite or worm whatever it should it should register it should um, the body should uh, behave a little different, and these machines usually are sensitive to pick up these subtle changes. It's, oh, okay, if you got this frequency and this frequency, then probably you know it's this condition or this microorganism. So if you get hands on one of those, uh, there's different words. There's like um, electrobi, what do they call them? Biomagnetic or bioenergetic, bio bio bioelectric. Testing device, Rife machine, Spooky, hold the Clark Zapper. They're all are good ways, non-invasive ways to test the body. So it's still that can still be kind of hard, and it can't be foolproof. It's not sorry, it's not always foolproof. So um, what you do, you know, what you can do is just just research and find out what it is. But back to biofilms. Biofilms is like this protective force field that these little critters make, and it's very difficult to eradicate them because they have this little shield, this little, like a shell, I imagine, uh, around them. That's called a biofilm. So I did make some progress last winter by finding biofilm busters. It was, I think, Dr. Axe, A-X-E, Dr. Axe's site. 
me saying you can get through to these, you can, you can help um, break through these little critters, as I'll call them, protective barriers by having biofilms. And biofilms are uh, things such as uh, maybe cayenne pepper, ginger, um, grapefruit seed extract, and a few others. If you can, you just look for biofilm busters, you'll find a good list. And then I, once I did that, oh, curry, curry is a, most of the ingredients is in curry, whether it's powder or paste, curry has the turmeric and uh, some of the things I'd mentioned. And these are the things that started making a difference. And I made myself a little cocktail, I call it, just a non-alcoholic cocktail with uh, biofilm, but apple cider vinegar is another one, lemon, cayenne. And I was drinking, I started to feel a little bit more released. Ah, now we're, man, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're, now we're trying to break through. But I still didn't feel I was, they were staying away. It was like, I'm breaking through the defenses, but I'm not uh, eradicating them. So then I started, I was moving around, um, and then I found a place that had an infrared sauna, and I was doing saunas for a while, and I couldn't find a regular sauna, which is just a, you know, a heater or uh, some hot stones. I usually get about 180 degrees. Uh, some of the places I go to would have a thermometer. That's what it said, it's 180 degrees. So the infrared sauna, you can look it up, it has um, lamps, and they have a different technology. Infrared uh, rays come out of them, infrared uh, beams or light, and they only get up to about 120, 122, and that seems to also produce a very good effect. And I knew Sometimes you need a lot of us. You need a lot of things. Like if you're doing a remedy, you have to take a you have to take it for a couple of weeks or a month. And I knew, in fact, I would need a lot of them. So I did about five or six of them, and I started to feel that was breaking down. And then, back to neti pot. So I'm just giving you some ideas. Sometimes it is trial and error, and you have to be persistent. I, I sometimes make up the the word or the expression, the phrase. You know, you have to get Edison on it. You know, Thomas Edison. He's allegedly tried ten thousand different things for the filament of a light bulb. So you just keep at it, you know, undauntedly, you know, just don't give up. Persistence pays off and just keep at it. You know, keep a list if you can and, you know, what have I tried, what worked, what seems to not work. So there's a lots of stuff. I posted on Reddit, you know, reddit.com. I posted on one of their health subreddits as they call them and got a lot of, a lot of help from those people. So I'm going to give you a lot of ideas. You might have to try a lot of things. It might be uh, the things I'd mentioned, and it might be diet changes, which some people I know don't like, but you know, uh, someone said to me in a gym once I was working out, and he just said to me, how bad do you want it? <laughs> and I was like, well, if you really want something bad enough, you got to really be willing to do the hard stuff. And that's, that's kind of an understatement for all, anything in life, not just health. So uh, if you're not, if you haven't already, and you're dealing with sinuses, uh, do a food elimination. Take away other dairy products from your diet. Dairy, as you may know, is cheese and milk and all the variations of cheese and cottage cheese and butter. Butter, you can go either way. Sometimes a little butter. After you can start getting better, a little butter you can introduce or one product here and there. Kefir has probiotics, another product you might want to add, probiotics and pills or non-dairy probiotic, but uh, the fermented foods. So there's so much, there's so much to health. I mean, I've already mentioned a few things. If I categorize them, we talked about herbs, and we talked about supplements, we talked about machines, and um, 
through other remedies and the infrared sauna. Yeah, sometimes it takes all of this. Sometimes you have to try all that stuff. It takes time. Sometimes costs are a little are low with the herbs. Sometimes it's a little high. But it depends, again, how bad do you want it? What are you willing to do? How much time are you willing to spend at it? So, I mean, I, I'm in for the long haul. I'll, you know, I'm looking around my room now, actually. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, like reishi and cordyceps, you know, and uh, asha, and then Indian herbs. If you're not familiar with this world, it gets very deep, and there's a lot of things based on region. You know, there's Indian herbs, there's Chinese herbs, there's European herbs. Every part of the world has their own herbal, excuse me, a natively growing, natively grown food and herbs, right? If you're from Russia, maybe you'll have buckwheat, and you might have a whole set of herbs from there. I don't even know the whole Russian um, food-based healing system. So, you know, you might want to try it. It, it keeps it interesting. It's, it's kind of comical. You're like, wow, I just tried 100 things. You know, I'm like, all right, steady as she goes. Keep at it. How bad do you want it? <laughs> you willing to keep at it? <laughs> uh, I tried fasting. Back to what I tried. So I did a five-day fast, and then I did a little later, I did an eight-day fast. And that was neat. It made my, my belly really flat. And um, I heard some really strange gurgling as I was doing deep breathing. I think there were some parasites in there. That's the next one of the next things I got to deal with. Uh, two people actually confirmed that they said uh, they 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 are pretty sure I have parasites. So always something. Okay, so back to um, diet diet. So again, I said I got off track. No dairy, um, no fried foods, very little if or to none. Um, no junk food. And you should know this in general if you're if you're into the health world. There's no processed food. It's something that just has a bunch of, you know, if you look at the ingredients and it says grapes and strawberries and <laughs> vegetables, you know what those are. But if it has like some weird thing you looks more uh, appropriate in a chemical chemistry lab, you know, very little unless there's a good reason for it. Um, yeah, and the temperature of foods also. Heat is very good for the body. Unless you're doing the Wim Hof method, which is completely contradicts the whole Chinese medicine theory of warmth and evil wind, but somehow that works. Um, so yeah, warm foods in general is maybe making some healing soup. There's something called the Hippocrates soup or the Gerson soup. You can look that up. It's about five vegetables. You cook it for two to three hours. Um, in general, and spice thing is very important. A lot of us Westerners don't eat spicy things. Some do, but most of us don't. So get used to it. Get used to it. Start getting cayenne, and uh, cayenne pepper is one of the many kinds of peppers, probably a hundred, but easily available. You know, you have um, uh, sriracha sauce, which, and you have uh, sauce that peppers themselves are habanero. You have little green chili peppers, little red chili peppers, big peppers, and most are spicy. Some are not. Like the uh, poblano pepper is from Mexico, Mexican region. Not very hot, but a lot of them have, uh, what's the word? It's the not catechism, not catacomb, but it's cata something. And some of these constituents and components of the, of the uh, chili family are very good. Uh, it's biofilm busters. You know, if you can get a test, I haven't found a test for what is in uh, the sinus, what kind of sinus specifically, you may want to go to your doctor for tests. You know, be careful. If you're going to go to your doctor for tests, they may want to cut some stuff out. And I'm, what I'm telling you, don't, should be no cutting. You should not have to cut a polyp out or cut this out. I, no, I'm a little barbaric. It's, it's very rare you should ever have to do that, if at all. 
to each his own, though, to each his own. I'm not going to stop you if you want to, but that's what I recommend. Uh, so we'll get back to lists. Um, yeah, so you've removed all the junky food, uh, no dairy, no fried, and you might have to look on uh, other things. And definitely no sugar. I forgot to put that down. Let me put uh, very little to no sugar, even fruit sugar. It took me a while to introduce fruit without an issue. Some fruits make you more mucusy, you know, like bananas. If you look at the Chinese um, philosophy of food, or the, they have um, certain foods are have different qualities. Either they're warming, or they're damp, or they increase your yin or decrease your yang. So you have to kind of be, you don't have to, but I might want to look what different types of food you're eating do to you. Sometimes we're drawn to things that are good to us, and sometimes we're drawn to things that are bad for us. Okay, so I gave you a lot of things so far. Um, a couple more things you might want to look into. Depending on what your condition is, there's some new words. There are expectorants and demulsants. And with my condition, I felt like I had cement in my nose. It was sticky. I would blow my nose, and I still felt there was some of it about an inch up that I couldn't quite get to. And that is uh, why I looked into an expectorant. And I get a post. Thankfully, there's a good communities online, and I was able to post on that Reddit site. And someone suggested, uh, you have it right here, it's called guaifenesin. Guaifenesin is based on a plant that grows in the Caribbean and with a similar name. I forgot to look up the exact name, but it's similar. It's the, uh, the active ingredient is uh, guaifenesin, and that's in a product called Mucinex, which is all over-the-counter. I haven't tried that. I try to avoid these over-the-counter things like Tylenol and acetaminophen and ibuprofen and all that, but this was at a health food store. It still looks like a... Like a <laughs> it reads kind of like a, like a Tylenol or, excuse me, or a pill bottle, but it's um, supposed to help thin and, thin and loosens mucus. I've tried them for a while. I don't really remember, you know, sometimes you try a lot of things, you don't really know what what helps because you've tried three or four things, you just, I'm just thankful it helped, but I really think the infrared saunas did it. Really helps in mass to force the a lot of toxins out of the body because basically after reading Holda Clark, who I mentioned earlier, you have basically two worlds, well, maybe three, but in the physical world, some is not physical. So in the physical world, you're going to have little critters, the, micro, the microorganisms that are alive, and they'll feed and reproduce, and they'll just be a happy camper staying with you as long as they can. And then you have the chemicals, and they're not alive. So that's, that's like smog and pesticides and the stuff that comes out of a coal-burning factory and stuff like that. So those are chemicals. So notice the difference. They're both microscopic. So they're very small, and they all get in your body. You can, if you can imagine, if you've, you know, seen photos, or if you even, you know, if you've cooked any meat, if you've if you ever had an organ of any animal, a cow, a chicken, a pig, whatever, you can see the kind of softness and the kind of squishiness and the kind of um, the texture that you might have to just use your imagination. Is if you sprayed it with a chemical, it it would stay in that organ. That's that's my conclusion. You know, so if when you're eating, ingesting, or breathing, it's still going to get in your body. If you walk through a dirty factory, you're going to get some of it in your body. And your body will it has some mechanism to neutralize it, but it doesn't always have a way 
unless you do certain things to eliminate. And this is, I think, the trick most people don't realize who are into the health field or not into the health field. They don't realize that the body will accumulate stuff. I always think of a sponge. If you take a sponge, you use that sponge and you wash your dishes and you scrub a pan with it and maybe you have a, you know, a spill on the counter. That sponge, it's like cellulose, whatever materials, it gets in the sponge. And after a while, that sponge is really gross, right? It started off maybe a nice bright color like yellow or green. And then after a while, it turns a little darker yellow, darker green. And eventually it just, it's different color and it feels a little grimy and it starts to smell. And that's what I think happens in the organs of our bodies. And the kidney and the liver and the gallbladder, they all do their thing, but they're also kind of like a, you know, filter. And unless you do some kind of activity on the regular, you know, either like you choose to, you know, juice for a week or two or a month, or you fast, or you exercise a lot, or you sweat, as I mentioned, in the sauna, that stuff's not going to go. It's not going to leave your body. And then you've walked, you're walking around like that sponge internally. You have these parts of your body is like that sponge. It could be the muscle tissue itself. It could be the organs. It could be the sinew, you know, the ligaments. You know, I haven't even read a lot about this. This just makes sense to me. And if I think about it, I think it might make sense to you that a lot of stuff gets in the body, um, but it doesn't leave on its own. And maybe it's in the body and it's neutralized, but it's still in the body. You know, it's encapsulated. Like I've read, like cancer sometimes is the body will, um, kind of like the biofilm protects the, the little pathogen or the little, uh, the microorganisms that are in your nose are causing you trouble. They're, they're uh, in cancer, a lot of things get surrounded and if they're non-cancerous, they're what malignant, and if they are self-replicating, they grow. Then, uh, or they're benign. I, I even don't even. They don't always refer to the medical terminology because I just know the concepts. And the concepts are, you know, just eat well, stay healthy. And, but you know, there's there's a type of cancer that reproduces and it's bad, and the kind that's just like it's in the body, but eh, it's just there. So that's what the medical. You know, this is why you have to use alternative medicine. You have to do holistic care. You have to do little things that are considered outside of the box. Unless you're in this world, then it's not <laughs> in the box. So you have to kind of be, I, I always think, you know, if I try to explain to people that are not familiar, you want to probably every three months do something, some kind of cleanse. There was the master cleanse back in like the 70s or the, you know, 80s. There was, and that was a drink you'd make with lemon and water and uh, maple syrup. And you'd use that you know, maybe little to no food. That was popular for a while because it helped people. And then there's energetic things, as I, as I, men I mentioned very briefly. There's a whole energetic world. You could have uh, a curse or you could have karma, and you have to do some things um, if you want to get rid of it. Now, they may go away on their own. You may just start being physically active, and you might increase your energy. And, oh, we can really get go out there like, you have the aura, the chakras, and um, a lot of things. And that whole world gets pretty deep, too. The crystals and pendulums and tarot cards. Yeah, so I, even I, I try to get too deep in that. Just, just some of it's not attractive to me. And 
attractive to others and, and you know that God bless them it's, it works for them they're very into that stuff and so I just don't want to have a bunch of stuff you know I just want to kind of just eat healthy and know how to heal myself like okay up oh, no food I'm fasting oh it's time for a cleanse I'm just I'm making juice for the week oh you know and I just kind of oh I'm gonna pop into Fred sauna and then I know I like I know as an engineer maybe like I picture what the body looks like on the inside I'm not a medical intuitive or anything as far as I know but I try to picture like well what's really happens when I eat that cheeseburger, you know, or, or uh, not that I do, but, or what is, what's that, what happens? Like, oh, you can imagine there is an effect where stuff gets in the body and they eat and they poop, but it's not everything leaves the body. It's not, you know, 100% out. You know, if you eat one pound of, a one pound meal, maybe some of that's sticking around for a while. <laughs> maybe it's sticking around forever. I don't know. And I think this is why if you've ever been in old people and they smell, you know, stuff rots in the body. And it can't leave the body. Which leads me to the next topic of the lymph system or the lymphatic system. So this is very important. Whether you know about it or not, you have, an, uh, you have a, a large elimination system. Of course, your colon. And when you go to the bathroom, uh, number one and number two, as they say in the U.S., you know, to urinate or to defecate. You, that's your macro elimination system. You also have a micro elimination. That's where cells, and your cells, you have about a trillion cells or so in the body. Eventually, other cells, they expire. The cells are little beings, if you will, and they go through a certain death, and, uh, and they also kick out wastes. They also mini-poop, <laughs> mini-pee or mini-poop, however you want to call it. And that elimination has to go somewhere. And where that goes is the lymphatic system. Now, Dr. Morse opened my eyes. It's like Morse code, M-O-R-S-E. He's explained this uh, a little long, but he explains it. That when you're taking food, you know, the food comes in your body, and it, it has to, you know, get broken down. And then from there, it has to go somewhere. And that goes into your blood system. The blood system goes throughout the whole body, and it distributes it all the way through. It tips your fingers, tips your toes, your head. Um belly everywhere. It has to distribute the liquefied what was food. It has to go throughout the body. And then that gets into the cells and the cells have to use and then they eliminate it. And that when the elimination goes, it goes to the lymphatic system. Most people don't really know the lymphatic system. That is about two times uh, the size of your blood system. And you kind of imagine it like a, like a sewer pipeway, if you imagine. So that is gets full of this eliminated stuff and it gets can get stuck in there. There are major areas of the lymphatic system, like in your armpits and on the groin, they're kind of larger collector sites. So uh, that has to go. So mechanically, physically, you got to get that stuff out of you and that is why you might want to look into lymphatic drainage or just moving. You, know, you, can, get, you can get people to do it for you. <laughs> it's kind of the lazy route. You can get someone to do a lymphatic massage or there's machines, lymphatic drainage, massage, massage machines. Or uh, you can um, move. As you move, you're, you're, you're kind of pushing them just ever so slightly down the stream, down the channel, down the lymphatic system. And eventually they get uh, disposed of properly. They're not just sitting halfway down a channel somewhere. So, and I believe the, uh, you know, uh, and the infrared sauna helps a lot because uh, when you eliminate, another way you eliminate 
maybe on a macro level, thus is by sweating. So you pee, you poop, and you sweat, depending on how much heat you're around or how much spicy food, if you're, if you're me. I seem to sweat out of my head when I have spicy food, which is, I don't know if I'm, I think I'm the, one of the few people. Maybe that's a gene or something. So again, you have to, you have, to have a whole, whole system. Stuff gets in your body, whether it's food or smog or pathogens, um, micro, or microorganisms, harmful microorganisms. There's also good, good microorganisms in you'll be breathing into, by the way, not everything you breathe in is bad, you know, oxygen and you actually breathe in calcium in small amounts and boron and all these other things. So as you can imagine, this is a big circus or a big orchestra. There's a lot of moving parts, some that you can see, some that you can't see unless you have a microscope. You're eating food, you're drinking water or other drinks, hopefully not soda. And this, this uh, assembly, this this dance, this orchestrated orchestration, uh, all you know, kind of work together. Your body's pretty smart. A lot of things happen behind the scenes. You know, I think we we're the the body is the unsung hero in many ways. I've read somewhere that the that the liver does five hundred different things. You know, it takes the food and it separates them into proteins and and amino acids, and all these things I never even <laughs> looked into. So there's so many things your body does, from each organ, their specialty, to the marrow in your bones, to the ligaments, to the bones in the cells, to the macro part, you know, all of our sense organs. It's just, um, I think it's amazing. I always think, I always think, like, we walk around with such an amazing mystery. I try to ask people once in a while, I joke, I say, you think you're pretty amazing? You think you know? Think you, you know? You know yourself? Do you know where your spleen is? <laughs> Most people don't know. <laughs> Do you know what it does? Most people don't know. But that's it. We've kind of, uh, of course, we rely on the education that we're given. We're relying on the education just to, to, to speak and to read and to, you know, math. But no one, you know, none of us, you know, we've all, we've, most of us have accepted that, you know, anatomy goes with doctors or nurses, but we're just as capable, you know, we're, we can, we can learn what, you know, what's, what a finger does under the microscope, we can learn what the epidermis is, and what a kneecap is, and what, you know, uh, what a thyroid is, it's, it's, it's fascinating, and you know, it doesn't have to be esoteric, it can be if you want to learn about chakras, and auras, and all that stuff, that's up to you too, but I think it's good to have a general sense of what your body does, what was that, cartoon Yogi Beer, and he said he, he was smarter than the average beer. So do that, I recommend. Learn a little bit. Pick an oil, maybe pick a different anatomical part a week, you know. This week I'm going to learn about the liver, you know. Next week I'm going to learn about, you know, the spleen, as I mentioned, or the gallbladder, and, uh, um, uh, and so on. And see what, uh, see what the most popular surgeries are. I think you, all, you might be interested to see what and this all ties back with that sponge concept of things that get dirty in the body. And, it's, it's, you know, and, and the idea is that you can clean. Unlike a sponge in real life, after so long, unless you've got some tricks, I don't. That sponge has got to go, right? If you've got a, dishes, a sponge for dishes or for cleaning the counter, eventually it gets kind of gross and you can't do much with it. You've just got to let it move on and throw it away. Maybe you can use a rag, you can wash. That's a little more greener, right? But in the body, these organs that, that uh, mimic the effects of the sponge, they get dirty and they get gummed up. 
rather than getting a transplant, why not look into cleanses? Why not look into the power of fasting and juicing? And diet and lifestyle changes and exercises and water and water filters and all these things. And see what, what goes on. You might be surprised. You might be really surprised what goes on and what is tacked in a way. You know, A lot of things that are tacked by meaning like the soil is doesn't have all the nutrients often or and there's chemicals. Right as you're trying to grow the food, you might have trouble because someone is poisoned, so to speak. The soil, they, they've they've made it less than ideal. And then the seeds, you know, they may be have some problems. They may not be the organic seeds that you want that nature had intended. And as it grows, it may pick up some pesticides that somebody sprayed on purpose or inadvertently or from a neighbor. So you can see all along this, you know, growing cycle, if you're considerate, if you're considering eating food that is, comes from the best and healthiest source, it grows in the ground, you know. And, you know, we all like our gadgets, you know, our iPhones and our computers have nice shiny looks and they're <laughs> nice and neat and they flat surfaces are curved. But nature is a dirty place and not dirty in a bad way, meaning that's just, you know, to get the best nutrition, you want the dirt, you want the soil, you want to kind of have that farmer ethic. If you're not already in the farming or gardening or plant growing or kind of a community, that's kind of, it's kind of a... Uh, you know, you get dirty, <laughs> you sweat, and you, you know, you might think you want to be prim and proper in the regular world and have nice clothes and have uh, pressed clothes and nice shiny things in a beautiful house. But in, you know, in the, in the nutrition world, it's kind of like you want to get a little dirty. <laughs> kind of, like, you know, like yin and yang, the opposite. You know, you want to get some beat up shorts and ripped shirt and get out there and, you know, get your hands in the mud and grow your own food or, or have... Uh, trusted sources to get that food from a farmer's market or you know you, have a, you can afford it and you like it maybe you have a private garden you have a gardener so this is real health this is what health comes from I believe then you that that pairs a lot of people like the word thing this pairs well in the wine world this pairs well so that pairs well with like a juicer that's a technological machine right that pairs well with the uh, the dirt and the and the wind and the sunshine and the bugs and the rabbits that try to eat your food, you know, the nature world, you know, is uh, is beautiful. I think we we uh, a lot of people scoff at it because it's it's made of. Now the word dirt doesn't sound bad, right? If I say, oh, that has that has dirt, that's good dirt. But when you say dirt, put it put a y at the end, dirty. Oh, now what do you mean dirty? Like not clean, dirty, or like you know the adult version of oh, she's you know, dirty or, you know, a dirty doesn't, a dirty diaper, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be a negative connotation. It is the, 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 uh, the core of health in a lot of ways. Being in the dirt, there's a lot of help, excuse me, help, helpful microorganisms in dirt itself. A lot of people actually get, uh, you know, about the microbe, uh, the um, microbiome, rather, you know, a little bit of dirt actually gets in, the, gets in the microbiome and it's very healthy for you. So there's a lot of things that are mysterious that seem counterintuitive. But it all works together. Nature is a very interesting way of hiding some mysteries and, and keeping some secrets from us. Don't you think? I mean, you know, uh, we can go in a lot of directions on this. This is a very fascinating topic, at least I think. But back to sinuses, you know, and it kind of ties in with health in general. 
is, um, let me go to my notes here. I think I got almost everything to, but yes, yeah, start with, um, another thing we didn't talk about is intention. You know, actually picture what you want to be health. Picture the health you want. It's getting a little bit into the non-physical here, but, you know, make sure you spend some time in meditation or prayer. And I really like Dr. Dodispenza and Greg Braden. Greg has three G's, you know, G-R-E-G-G, Braden, B-R-E-D-E-N. Uh, he has a lost sort of prayer, I think, and he, uh, you know, they're science. They're both sciencey kind of guys. And Dr. Joe's a chiropractor and turned into a lecturer, and now is a author and and a presenter. He has these presentations, and he's on the Gaia Network, G A I A, dot com. And uh, yeah, that that covers a lot of things. Basically, I hope I've enlightened you a little bit. There's lots of uh, lots of things you can try. There's the old saying, you know. There are many ways to the top of the mountain, but they all have the equal view. So there's many ways to go about um, solving a problem. And as long as you get to the solution, it doesn't always, you know, as long as it's natural, in my opinion, it doesn't always matter how you get there. You may have some other ways. You may have 10 other ways. You may have a 1,000 other ways. And if you do, please share them. I'd love to hear from you. Please uh, send me an email or fill out my contact form on nutritionbyeric.com. And while you're there, you can check out the shop, uh, the shop link, the shop or, or, or store link. I've, I've changed it a few times. And there's some, some um, items I've created. There's the Broccoli, broccoli Fists t-shirt. Two fists that people sometimes on their tattoo uh, love and hate on their, on their, on their uh, knuckles. So I've used that. There's eight spaces, so I've put the word broccoli on it. So I'm wearing one right now. I'm sure you can't see it. But maybe you'll uh, like to take a look at that. There's other other uh, things you can get, like an apron and some a hoodie and stickers and things like that. So uh, if you want to support this uh, podcast and get something kind of some cool swag, feel free to check that out as well. So thank you again for listening. Let me wrap this up here. Um, for sinus conditions, you know, just start with a game plan. Start with um, oh. One more thing, one more thing, last thing I forgot to say is there are some sprays you can get. They, uh, you can squirt it up your nose. I call them nasal sprays. Some of them have colloidal silver. Some of them have uh, xylen, xylitol. Some of them are uh, with oregano and olive oil, which I've tried, by the way, as well. And you can go to the health food store and just go one after the other. Just try one by one. I must have tried about 30 things. Whether it's a nasal spray or some remedy, you know, this is five dollars, ten dollars, twenty, thirty bucks. Or one by one by one is another another method. Go to your health food store. Whole Foods, if you have a Whole Foods, I believe you can return it. So if it doesn't work, you can spend maybe one time. As long as nothing else exceeds that price, you can just keep swapping it out. <laughs> a little trick for Whole Foods. I don't know if they still do that, but but again, there's many tricks. Um, ah, I didn't even mention essential oils, eucalyptus and peppermint and some of the others you can put them on a rag with some water you can steam them either the herbs themselves see there's so many things gosh there are so many ways this is just sinuses i mean gosh this is just one condition maybe i'll write a book 100 150 cures <laughs> possible cures i just have to be careful some of the words used okay so uh, I'll sum it up real quick. Uh, try different things. Try the nutty pot. I suggest you get the porcelain one. There's plastic ones, but I like warm water and heat and plastics are no are not a good combo. 
I, uh, in some of my other podcasts, I believe, or just it's not good to have worn plastic. It's not good. Okay, uh, work on your diet. So no dairy, no fried, no sugar. If you're doing fruit sugar, just kind of go easy. You might like I take all my fruit sugar, and I usually add cinnamon, generously, and cayenne sparingly. Those are the biofilm busters. Uh, yeah, make the bio, biofilm butters, buster. Uh, make a hot toddy with uh, warm water, a little bit of apple cider vinegar, some lemon, and the biofilm busting herbs, which is our um, cayenne pepper, cinnamon, as I mentioned. Just look at uh, turmeric. A little curry powder in there. You know, it's curries more for food, but it has all the biofilm busters. By the way, Indy has the lowest incidence of Alzheimer's disease. All these are very good for the brain as well. So if it gets to the nose, it's possible to get into the brain. Look at the, the guaifenesin. Um, regulate your body temperature. You might want to get a little cap over your head, a little um, cotton cap or whatever you can find. Maybe sleep in it. A sleeping cap may be good. Uh, heat in general. Look into the electro Electronic devices, the zapping devices, such as the Rife, Suki, hold the Clark Zapper. Cleanses in general, you may want to look at the fast. Um, combine with some of the other things. If you want to combine some things you know, as well as the trial and error, you might try to keep track. You know, sometimes I've tried one thing one day, one thing another day, and might have worked, but I don't know. I'm on day five, on, I'm on 10 different things. So you might want to try to be a little bit scientific, a little bit um, deliberate, and specific in your approach. You may want to give things a week or two. Okay, I'm just going to do the biofilm busting for a week. So. And the combination a little. Like always, I say stay warm if you can. If you are in a place where you can control the air conditioner, make sure it's a little warmer than usual. Go for the walks. Exercise, again, another good one. Exercise gets things moving. So quite literally, um, look into the lymphatic system. Um, yeah, and if you if you're taking notes, just you know, just try a couple, and then Edison, remember, just keep at it, keep at it. Uh, you may want to go a little alternative. You may want to get like a Reiki, if you know, practice uh, Reiki practitioner work on you. You may want to pay for an energy healing session or sessions. You may want to uh, find someone with an Asyra A S Y R A Asyra machine. Uh, Neti Pond had mentioned. Neti Pond has variations. You can use warm water with salt. You can use it with baking soda. You can use baking soda and salt. Um, uh, coconut oils also can be good. And that's about it. I mean, if you have any questions, let me know. Just send me uh, an email at hello at nutritionbyeric.com or fill out the contact form on the contact form of my website, nutritionbyeric.com. That's all I got today for you on sinuses, and a lot of things I mentioned today will overlap on other conditions as well, especially the heat and the and the cleansing. I'll call it, call it a cleansing activity. Every three months or so, every two months or so, if not ongoing, be very conscientious of your food. If you do eat meat, try to get the cleanest meat, the ones that the animals are not stuck in a big warehouse or a barn all day and they don't want to move around so they get more fat, which is more tasty. So try to find your food that's as very clean as you can. If you're uh, vegetarian, you get as organic as you can. Um, Dirty Dozen, Clean 15, look into that. Get back to meat. If you're doing meat, um, it's different words for different meats. So if it's, if it's, a, if it's a cow or buffalo, it's grass-fed, pastured 
aren't some good, good, good words to put together, preferably uh, organic on the grass, but that's sometimes one little detail you don't always find. So the cow's out all day, the animal's out all day, and it's eating grass, whatever it can find, and, and that grass is not sprayed. So I very rarely even see that mentioned, but that's the idea. You may have to actually find farm, find a farmer and ask him first or, or her firsthand. Uh, if you're doing chickens, usually it's uh, pastured as well, pastured with a D at the end, and then it's the same for eggs. So there's free range, there's cage free, there's organic and pastured. I always go for pastured. That means they're out roaming. I've seen it. They're out roaming around, and they just eat whatever they can find. They're not getting some, you know, vegetarian feed. You know, there's this. Uh, well, if they find a worm, they find a worm. You know, they find a bug, they find a bug. Uh, chickens, uh, as a side note, are not normally vegetarian. You know, they're not eating meat, but they're, they're you know, what do you call a, something that eats a bug or a worm? A bugatarian, <laughs> wormatarian. So <laughs> it's a little bit of a funny thing. If you know this, then you're like, why does the chicken, why does the eggs have to be, come from a vegetarian-fed chicken? That's not their natural. You want the animal to eat, uh, to live as naturally as possible. Chickens don't say, I'm a vegetarian, and turn up their beak. <laughs> okay, um, and the same for uh, pork, of course, like the ducks are pastured if you're going to do that. Yeah, but again, you know, be grateful, be sparingly, sparingly with some prayer over it. I believe it's also helpful. Um, but I digress. Um, there's a lot of tangents you could get at this topic of food and health. So, uh, yeah, just try things. Keep track of it. You know, you can go and read it yourself. If you want, uh, send me a link. I'll send me an email. I'll send you where you tell you where to go. Other health food sites, um, health-related sites. Go to your health food store. Find some local practitioners. Try acupuncture. Oh, I didn't mention that one. You can get the pleasure of having needles right next to your nose like I've had. <laughs> try acupressure. It doesn't involve any needles. Well, that's a lot, folks. I could probably go on if I really, if I really wanted to, but rather than just talk all day about sinuses, I'm sure you want to get some of these, try, get busy trying things, or you've got other things to do. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate I'm not there, but I'm, I'm grateful that you have listened to some or all of this. If you do know someone who this will benefit, please forward this to them as well or any other episodes I've, um, I've created. Uh, I also have content on the other social medias, the well-known ones, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, as long as they are up. And the non-so-famous ones, not as much, but I do have them on uh, Brighteon and, and um, uh, MeWe and Odyssey.com. Those are video and alternatives to some of the social media. So that's about it. Thank you again. Again, it's um, Eric with Nutrition by Eric. Everything in my, all my social media has a nutrition by Eric, as often as I, 99% of the time. And um, that's about it. Thanks again so much. Check out the site and leave a comment and uh, leave a positive review, if you don't mind, wherever you found it. And I wish you the very best of health. Send me an email if you want me to cover something else. And if it's something else I can cover, I would be happy to put it on the list and add it to an upcoming episode. So that's it for now. Stay healthy, stay well. Keep striving, keep pushing, and uh, know you can break through. Whatever you got going on, you can, you can break through it. All right, that's it. Until next time, guys, take care.